Okay, Wombat, uh, do you want to do the intro again this week, or should I do the intro, or... Um... I guess we can just, we can, we can play around with, with it, I don't... I'll do it again this week. I'll do it again this week. You'll do it again this week? I'll do it again this week. And we won't come in so abruptly this time, we'll have an actual intro. Uh, if you think that's okay. I do think it's okay for us to have an intro like this one. Hello, everybody. This is Glowing Weak Point. John. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing all right. How are you, Wombat? You know, I'm here. I'm making it. And yeah, like. Are you going to introduce yourself? I mean, you already introduced me for me. You called me by my name. My real name. I guess that's true. I am. I legally Wom- go by the name Wombat. <laughs> I don't remember what... It wasn't Josephus. What did you call yourself? Bartolomeo. Bartolomeo. Wombat Bartolomeo Wombatson. Yeah. Exactly. I'm glad you remember. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, that's that's the point. And who are you, John? Uh, I, I'm John Davis. Oh, just John Davis. John, 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 John was good enough. I'm I'm not gonna go into all my fake names. Oh, not this time. No, no, real name is fine. All right. If they're curious, they can go listen to to episode one. How was your week, Wombat? Uh, you know, I had a real, I had a real shitty week at work. It was just, it was just bad, you know? Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. So you'd say that definitely this is your glowing weak point? Oh, yeah, this is definitely the glowing point of my week. Okay. And what would yours be, John? The glowing weak point for you? Ooh. That's interesting. Last Sunday, I got to have a wonderful dinner with my in-laws, and that was enjoyable. It's been a while since I've been able to really see them, interact with them at all. Okay. So, you know, that that was nice. Got to, uh, a socially distanced meal, of course. But at least you got to see them. Or, like, yeah. They they grilled up some sausages. We sat eight foot apart and and chatted about life and what was going on. I'm actually going to be doing some. Uh, my mother-in-law does a lot of painting, and I have been known to paint from time to time. Um, I've painted. I think I've got five finished paintings. Um, that I've personally done. Two of them were back when I was in school. Oh, so a while Uh, ago. I, yeah, a while ago. One of them (laughs) is, is real silly because we were supposed to be practicing to do the painting later on. And so we painted on like a paper version of it. We were doing a, uh, girl with a pearl earring. Okay. And so I, I, we, we started out just practicing on this piece of paper. It was a paper picture of the girl with the pearl earring and we painted over it and it took long enough throughout the semester, 
uh, what with other things that we were working on at the time, that we never actually got to the point where we were supposed to paint it on canvas. <laughs> Although we, we had we had taken the canvas and like done the the black um, back coat, so it had the black back coat, and then we had this piece of paper where we had painted the painting on it. And the last day of the the semester, we came in and our teachers had just cut out what we had painted on the papers and glued that to the canvas. And that's what we went home with. <laughs> Which is real silly. Especially, especially since, um, for whatever reason, the piece of paper that we had didn't have the pearl earring on it. So the piece of, or the painting that I took home and still have, I actually still have that painting, is the girl without the pearl earring. And at this point, it's 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 too funny to fix. I mean, it's the finished work now. Correct. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I've, I've done a bunch of painting over the years. I wouldn't call myself an artist, um, but I enjoy an occasional painting and my mother-in-law also does a lot of painting and she is readying for acrylic april where you sort of like uh nanorimo or you oh yeah write a story a day or you finish a story throughout the entire month or whatever yeah um it's that for painting where yeah it's that for painting where every day this person has free lessons to make a painting so you would end the month with 30 paintings which that sounds fun um the problem being uh i have a really cool idea for a painting that i want for myself that if i don't start it like now soon (laughs) i'm gonna forget about it and it's gonna be lost to time should probably write and that down at least. April's then. fast. Yeah, a- April's fast approaching, so I need to just get on it. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is, um, my one of my brother-in-laws, their birthday is soon in April, and I have an idea for a gift for him, which would be a painting. But, and, you know, who knows, he might actually listen to this, so I won't say exactly what it is, um, but I have a really cool idea, but since it's in April, and I'm going to be painting every day in April, and this isn't going to be one of the paintings I'm going to be doing in April, I should probably have it done before April. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you maybe should. So I have two paintings I need to do. In less than two weeks. Yeah. It's getting and I'm slow. It's getting close to April. Yeah. It's getting real close. What about you? Um, I mean I've ha- I have actually done painting before. Not well and I'm bad. I'm bad at it. I took an art class. You're, you're bad. I took an art class in middle school. Um the best yeah. the best I ever did was draw a picture of a shoe. And make a clay pot that broke apart in the oven. Oh yeah, no, I took so this um this 
the school that I went to, I was homeschooled, so I didn't actually go to like a high school or a middle school or something. This was a, I mean, it was, it was kind of like a, like an art atelier. Like you, you, you went there and they, they taught, they tech, they taught history, but that was the only real class that was taught. The others were art and music and drama and drama taught me that i hate acting (laughs) but that i really like improv which is unfortunate because improv is also acting yeah um and generally that generally you don't do improv without the acting correct uh unfortunately that (laughs) that turned into me uh swearing that i would never again enter the stage uh, I have since prepped a stand-up uh, comedy session, and I act for many of my shows that I do, and and also I just, you know, on top of it all, put myself out there every, almost every single day as a performer, <laughs> so, oh... It did not prepare me at all. Um, music was always like th- the, that class was always like six steps behind me because the class was like listening to music and, and th- learning about the history of that era of music or whatever. Meanwhile, I was actively in a band performing music and learning music theory and stuff. So when when it got to the point where it's like, oh, we're going to start teaching about notes. And I'm like, I know all of those. Can I can I just go play my video games or whatever during this period? Because I love music, but you're a waste of time. And uh, and then there was art and art was just all art. So, yeah, I working with clay, working on a a clay turning wheel which you know different from just forming clay with your hands um yeah paint drawing oils um watercolors uh shading with pencils pencils are the the devil (laughs) i've never been a fan Um, of pencils yeah yeah i mean like the work that can be done with him amazing but uh i am not the one to do that say so, i i actually so. i i do i love acting actually um when i was in college i actually took several acting courses and i was really good um yeah uh i, I was okay. even i was even the star in a play once um the odd couple i was uh what's his name I'm unfamiliar with that play. Oh, okay. Well, I was one of the two leads of the Odd Couple. Um, if anybody okay. knows what what that play is, it's the I was the uh, the messy one. <laughs> the messy one. Okay. Yeah. Um, would you consider going back? I I know there are a lot of drama, like small drama troops. Um, you could you could consider going back and auditioning for a part uh, even if you had to start out small 
Yeah, I would love to go back into acting. The The biggest obstacle to me has been that ever since I started working, I've always worked night shifts. And so, yeah, you know, you can't do a play if you're working that night. No, not really. It's it's tough. Yeah. So, but I mean, most of them are on the weekends, so I guess you could. If I could get a job maybe... that gave me weekends off. Yeah, well, I, I know you'll never get that because that doesn't exist. <laughs> right. In my experience. <laughs> Uh, unless unless you work a nine to five office job, the the standard work week is is a myth. Yeah. Uh, and and honestly, there aren't that many people that work that, which is why I don't understand why people consider that the standard. Right. Like my my standard I, has more, always just been nonsense. Yeah, it's having having worked retail. Uh, it always ticked me off when you know you help someone out to their car and they're like oh well got any plans for the weekend <laughs> uh yeah being here work work uh, oh you don't get the weekend off no no i get tuesdays no, I and thursdays off <laughs> yeah because i have to go to to school on tuesdays and thursdays so that i can maybe get out of this but right. it's never gonna happen <laughs> or or working fridays and they're like well at least tomorrow's the weekend you're like i don't know what that means what is a weekend <laughs> um yeah no i actually uh am fortunate where i live is not very far from a a small theater that it's not like an amc or you know something like that it's it's an actual old time theater and they do um they'll do like the rocky horror picture show every friday and and they'll play it on their screen and they'll you know have everyone act and stuff oh and that's all the the call outs and stuff um and and they'll they'll do old sh old movies like that uh, old classics um and occasionally they'll play more modern films but most of what they do is they spend most of their time open for drama troops to come in and practice and then on certain days of the week perform their plays and there's i think two like two different drama troops that are constantly casting and 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 uh, I know a lot of the people in there because I went to school with half of them. But <laughs> yeah, uh, it's 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 fortunate that that's an option. And of course, the um, the open mic comedy club is directly above it. So oh, you can get all your fixes in right fair. there. That's that's right. No improv though. I don't think so. Maybe they do an improv class inside, but I don't. I don't need classes. I just need people to do it with. Yeah, it's hard to do a one-man improv. Yeah. It's also hard to do non-acting improv. I mean, there 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 are verbal improvisational games you can play, but it's just not the same and they're very limiting. Yeah.
But yeah. I wish you could uh, do some acting. That could be fun. Uh, I would love to get back into it. There is actually a theater where I live, but the open secret at the uh, the college was always, um, you know, it's it's full of nepotism. It's it, <laughs> you have to know the people who work there who run the place if you want to get a part. Well, my question is. Um... Is that different from any other theater? <laughs> well, it, it's just it's just the brazenness of it. Like in general, yeah, you pretty much have to you have to know somebody, but you can't even like really make connections with the people there to get to know them. Like it's just their yeah. their friends and family. Like, yeah. So it, it, yeah, it's been hard where I live trying to get into acting like there's not even really a foothold you can take and if i move to austin i could probably make a a try for it but austin's expensive and where i live it's far away yeah you're not too far from austin though you could probably drive down there and and i mean it's not too far but it's also far enough where it's like oh this is I'm going to be here all day if I go here. Yeah. You have no idea how good y'all have it over there. <laughs> um, I, I live maybe uh, maybe a tenth or a twentieth the distance from the theater as you do from Austin. And it probably would take about the same amount of time for each of us to go there. To our respective places. Yeah, I mean, where you live, the traffic is just horrendous. You'd probably <laughs> get much there have faster the worst traffic walking. in the world. It's possible. <laughs> I'd probably get shot, though, so... Oh, okay, get a bike. <laughs> cool. Now I'm really gonna get shot, because they'll want my bike. Oh, uh, get a shitty bike. Also, you, you can't buy... A, you can't ride a bike in in Georgia. There's there's no bike riding places. It's it's all hills. Oh, everything is hills. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's another difference with Texas. Texas is is relatively fat, flat. Well, it's American too. So yeah, I mean there are flat places where I live. It's kind of hilly though. Okay. Like, if you were to live in eastern Texas, it's very flat. You could ride a bike from for, like, 100 miles and not hit a hill. But cen- yeah. central Texas, it's more, it's more similar to your climate and terrain. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're right at the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains, so... There's there's a lot of up and down. Yeah. Well, did you do anything else fun this week? Um I mean, I played some video games. Oh, what video games? Uh well, you know, I've been c- carrying on the games I was playing last week. Um, the, the one I've put the most time into is probably Pokemon Heart Gold. 
Okay. Um, my you, you're. Did you get past that section? Oh yeah. Uh, the section I was on last week was the normal type gym. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I I beat her easily once I trained up my my Heracross, which is a, a bug Good. fighting type, which I named after you. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for allowing me to beat the uh the milk people. Yeah. Um. And after that, it it kind of, like, the next gym was pretty easy to beat. Um, he was a ghost type, and I just, I just outsped him and, and did damage. I don't know. It, it, <laughs> it just worked. It was pretty simple. Okay. Yeah. Um, but after that, I wanted to use a Pokemon that was going to take a while to actually get. So... In in the Generation 2 games, which Heart Gold is a remake of, they introduced yeah. a, a thing called Happiness Evolution, which is you get your Pokemon to a certain level of happiness, and then they will evolve into a new Pokemon, which is different than, like, a leveling one. It still happens when they level, but the level is not what does it. Um, okay. And I wanted to use an Espeon, which is the Psychic-type version of the, the Pokemon Eevee, which has, like, yes. like, a whole bunch of different evolutions. It has, like, 13 different ele- evolutions, yeah. Uh, it's, it's not ridiculous. It's not that. It's it's eight, I think, now. But it, it's a lot. Too many. Yeah. Um, but it only evolves at a certain level of happiness during the day. So... I wanted, I wanted to get an Espeon, and I just gotten to the point where I could get Eevee. However, if I leveled up, or if I evolved Eevee into Espeon after level 15, then I would have missed out on my only Psychic-type move that I would have until level 36. So... I could not train happiness by getting into battles with this Pokemon. So for like yeah. three or four days, and I, I don't have time to um, do the walking thing with the shell bell on. I just don't have that that time or the patience, no. really. No, no, no. So a, 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 every day for like three or four days, I logged, uh, I turned the game on and I gave my Eevee a haircut. And that was what I did for the day. And after after three or four days of that, I was finally able to evolve it into Espeon and continue the game. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's not great. It, it, no. It, needs, it, it, it should be streamlined a little better than that. It shouldn't be so rough. Or they should make the move relearner available sooner than they do. So that I could just like what is teach it confusion after it evolved. What is giving your Pokemon a haircut? Um, it's I don't remember that being a thing in uh, Sapphire. Um, it's a thing that exists um, in Gold and Silver, pretty much only because of the happiness evolution. It all it does is increase happiness. Okay. Yeah. Because I know happiness is a thing in Pokemon games. I think since 
gold and silver. Yeah, like there there have been new happiness evolutions ever since then. But the the most but... they introduced at once was in those games. Okay. I I never understood happiness. Yeah, it's I, it's an obtuse yeah. mechanic and there's there's a number value but you don't get to see the number value. You can talk yeah. you can talk to an NPC somewhere in the game and they'll tell you they'll give you a line of dialogue which is supposed to gauge with you like about the level of happiness where they're at, but the the range for that line of dialogue could be like a 50 point range. Okay. So it, yeah. it can be hard to tell whether you can evolve your Pokemon or not because the the range in this game where like you evolve at happiness 220 the the, the range that that falls into is like 200 to 250. Yeah. So you can be like, "Oh, the person saying the dialogue that I need to evolve, but oh, I'm not evolving." <laughs> I guess I have to I mean, wait I mentioned... another day. What what can reduce I guess passing out reduces your your happiness? Um what else would reduce it? Faint, fainting and feeding them the herbal medicines reduces your happiness. Oh. The herbal medicines okay. are basically cheaper versions of stuff like the hyper potions and the revives yeah. and stuff. But they taste bitter, so the Pokemon don't like them. Yeah, that's fair. I... I don't know. I... I feel like you would just try and get your Pokemon to max happiness. Because isn't there also... I know in Sapphire, there's the beauty contests. And that has something to do with happiness if i remember correctly it's been a long time no it really doesn't um that has more to do with the uh poffin minigame where you you feed them the poffins and then that like increases their cool stat or their beauty stat or something happiness doesn't really play i don't into remember it. i don't remember the word poffin ever coming up <laughs> <laughs> well that that's what uh, that is okay yeah. That's cool. I liked my little secret caves and, and I collected Pokemon and roamed around the world. That was it. It's been a while since you played I, Pokemon, hasn't it? Yeah. I don't <laughs> even know that I beat the final four. I got at least to Dragon Person. But I don't know that I actually beat oh, the four of them well, and it the champion. I mean, you at least got to the end of the Elite Four then, because yeah, the the Dragon type trainer is the the fourth Elite Four member. <laughs> yeah, but I don't I don't think I beat him, and I'm I'm certain that I didn't beat um what's his name the champion. Oh, uh, in that did you play Emerald? No, Sapphire. Oh, so that would have been Steven Stone. Yeah, yeah, that's he, that sounds right. He's real hard. Yeah, I I didn't even buy uh, Pokemon. I actually traded Mega Man Battle Network White for Pokemon because I I had three other Battle Network games, and White was the oldest of them, and in my opinion, the worst of them. 
Like it, it showed its age compared to the others. The others all all built off of better ideas. Yeah. And and so I had beaten White, and I didn't necessarily think I'd ever want to play it again. So I traded it with a a friend on a a sleepover at one point, and I traded it for for Pokemon Sapphire, and then pretty much never saw him again. <laughs> so. <laughs> I tr- yeah. I traded for a game once at school. I actually traded 500 Pokemon cards for a copy of Final Fantasy Legend 2 on the Game Boy Color. Oh. Ooh. I don't regret I feel it. Like those cards are those cards are probably worth more now. Ah, probably not. They weren't that great. And I kept my best okay. one. I had 503 and I gave uh, I gave him 500. I kept my Blaziken EX. Nice. Blaziken's cool. Yeah. He was always my... Torchic, I guess, was always my starter in Sapphire. Uh, I'm a Mudkip person. Eh. But yeah, where where I'm at in the game now, uh... I almost have the full team of Pokemon that I want for the game. I'm, I've beaten the fifth gym leader. Uh, I just need it to be daytime so I can go into the safari zone to catch my my sixth team member. Ah, yeah. So, have... so you're you're pretty far into the game because at least in Sapphire the safari zone doesn't unlock until much later. Oh, actually, in Heart Gold this is about like a quarter of the way through the game because there's actually two oh there's two regions in Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Um. You have uh, you have the Gen Two region Johto, but you also go to after you beat the Elite Four once, you go to the Gen One region Kanto, and you can fight all the gym leaders there. Okay, and then the game isn't oh because this is because this is Heart Gold and not Pokemon Gold. No, you could do that in Gold also. Oh really? Yeah. Um, it was actually interesting. Um, who was the Nintendo president? Uh, Satoru Iwata? Yes. So what uh, what he did was he saw that they were struggling on... Why do I know that? <laughs> yeah. But but they were struggling on, on um, fitting all of Johto into the game cartridge. Like, their, their game was super unoptimized. So he went in and he optimized the game code so well that they were able to fit in all of Kanto after he was done. That's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Pokemon Johto. And, and like I was saying, um, the game isn't even over after that until you beat the Elite Four again. And then you go and fight Red, the trainer from the, the first game, who has the yeah. highest level Pokemon in the series so far as of Heart Gold. Okay. Yeah. Pokemon Johto. So it's a terrible show music. Have you played anything this week, John? I have. Do you want to go with what I played the most of this week? Yeah. All right. The game that I played the single most of is Simon Tatham's Portable Puzzle Collection. Oh, I was not thinking for... that was what you were going to talk about. <laughs> for Android. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so... It's, it's like... <laughs> It's like 18 different puzzle games in one. Um, oh, wait. No, no, no. I'm, I'm wrong. 
Um, it is. It's actually eighteen hundred. Do thirty-eight. Oh, okay. No, thirty-nine. It's thirty-nine different puzzles in one game. All right. Um, and you know some of them are are uh like minesweepers in here. Um, Ugh. Sudoku's in here. Uh, Pretty simple shit. Yeah, like the 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 flood game where like it starts in one corner and there's a bunch of different colors and you keep switching the color and it floods out from there and you try and get the whole grid to be the same color. Oh, I don't know that one actually. Oh, okay. Well, that's a that's a pretty common one because the logic on the back end is really easy to make, so a lot of developers just make it cheaply and throw it up on little app stores and stuff okay um but it's got a bunch of different games and i've i started out uh i'm i'm a big fan of minesweeper because it's kind of mindless and easy um it took me a while to figure out minesweeper as a game like i understood the concept of it but for for the longest time i i was too stupid to actually think about the logic behind how to solve minesweeper right and then one day in school i was just bored and i pulled up minesweeper and went <laughs> oh oh no no this makes sense oh gosh gosh this is a rabbit hole and i played a lot of minesweeper and actually my favorite version of minesweeper isn't on this it's um mamo no sweeper which stands for um monster sweeper okay and it's a slightly slightly modified version where it's an rpg where you're trying to kill monsters and monsters have levels so you do actually want to click on the mines quote unquote um but you can only beat something that's at your level or below oh and as you kill monsters you get xp so but it's it's interesting because like in Minesweeper generally you see a five there that means that there's five mines around it. Well, in Mamona Sweeper, when you see a five, that means that there's a combined level of five around it. So there could be like a one level and a four level, or so on and so forth. Or it's a four lot level harder. ones or one level five monster. Yeah. So. So it's it's a lot harder logically, but it's a lot more fun, and I like it because, you know, it's an RPG. Yeah, I was it's, like, how do you fit little... RPG elements into Minesweeper? But they did a really good job of it. Is, and is there a final boss? I... No. So it, it like Minesweeper, it's randomly generated, and you just play until you kill all of the monsters. Oh, okay. And then you, you know, you would start a new game, and you start again at level one. Um, but yeah, really fun game. All right. Um, but you know, I like Minesweeper. So I was, I was looking around one day cause I was, I was tired of playing the, the Mamino Sweeper, which I had on my phone for a long time. Um, I just played it a whole lot. I needed something different and I was looking for other puzzle games and I found this one, Simon Tatham's Puzzles. And so who is Simon? Uh, it's, it's free. He, the developer. Okay. He, he's, he just threw his name on here. <laughs> it's a free game. Uh, so that 
kind of clued me into this. It's also really highly rated. And and again, it's got like 38 games. I mean, everything on the app store games. Everything on the app store is highly rated. Well, a lot of things are also really, really low rated because they're broken at one point or another. Yeah, fair enough. Or they're criminals like Robin Hood, which was really low rated for a long time. And they should be. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, but you know, I I found this. And I was like, ah, it's got Sudoku. I can I can play Sudoku on this as well, and it's got Minesweeper. So you know, if I wanted to trade some things, then I kept you know occasionally I'd I'd look at one of the other games on here because there's 39 of them uh, that. <laughs> Eventually, you're going to expand out yeah. and I'd find another game. And I'd go, I don't know how this works. And I'd, I'd fail at it like 15 times, quit forever, and then come back in you know, a month, try it again and go, oh, this is how this works. Oh, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so at this point, I, I play a lot of this game. And... There's there's a lot of different puzzles. Like there's there's an undead puzzle that's one of my one of the earliest ones on here, where you play on a grid with diagonal mirrors, and there's open spaces, and you have to either place a zombie, a vampire, or a ghost on it. And around the edge are numbers showing how many from that side you can see, how many monsters you can see. And of course, you can't see a ghost. Hey, you're not going to be able to see a ghost. However, in a lot of mythoses, you can see a ghost through a mirror. Uh-huh. So, so if you're looking like if it's just straight on, you can't see the ghost, but if it's after a mirror, you can see the ghost. Now, vampires obviously don't show up in mirrors. So, you can see them straight on, you can't see them after a mirror. And zombies, you can see whenever. And it's interesting figuring out, like, all right, so I can't see anything from this one, but there's, like, two spaces before the mirror and two spaces after the mirror. So I know the first two are, are ghosts and the second two are vampires. And it's it's a really fun little logic game. And I spend most of my time playing this. If I'm playing a game... It's it's probably actually this while I'm watching Star Trek or something. Right. Just have something on in the background while you you solve a puzzle. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, maybe I'm waiting for a vin- video to render and I'll, I'll it's too too short of a time to pull up like Kingdoms of Amalur or Destiny or something. Um, but it's enough time to play through a, a puzzle or two. Yeah. That that's an issue I always have is I never, I never have. I can't play a game for just like an hour or something because, like all the games that I like playing. Take longer than that to really do anything, so it's like I have yeah. I have an hour here and I don't want to pick up. Bravely default <laughs> to. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this, this is nice cause it's also, it's just on my phone so I can just leave it, you know, when I'm done playing at night, I can just leave it on my nightstand. Uh, speaking of, do you have any other games? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, 
I have two more games I can talk about. Uh, Bravely Default 2 I can talk about real quick because I haven't done much with it this week. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I beat the boss that I was trying to beat last week. The, he's dead. And that's good. I've reached I've reached the new area and it's a lot tougher than the previous one, but it's a lot simpler to understand. Um, it just it, it Ugh, but but ye can defeat it with your magic. Uh, that that's actually an issue is that um, I I've stopped using my magic character. <laughs> Um, I switched him to a different job, and now I don't really have a character who casts magic. Oh. Yeah. I mean, well, it's... This a- is, all right, so this is a job game. Yes. Job system game. So so you understand that the proper way of playing this is grinding it so that everyone is max level in every job? Um, eventually, that's that's what you should do. But right now, um, the the way they pace it out is like, Early in the game, they'll give you enemies that give, like, enough job experience where you can probably get to, like, 9 or 10, level 9 or 10 with each job in a reasonable amount of time. And then, like, 11 and 12 take forever to get through. Yeah. Um, So, it's worth it to try and get to level 12 with a a skill or a, a job, I mean. Because they they get a second like special class skill at that point. Like when they're that class, they'll have a new ability. But also, yeah. once they reach level twelve, there's nowhere to go from there, and you need to be training other skills, so or other jobs. <laughs> yeah. And is is twelve only the max in that? Um, it is right now. From what I understand, the. It, at a certain point in the story, all of the jobs will get like three extra levels that they can they can okay, go through. Because like 12, 12 is a really weird number. Fifteen makes way more sense. Yeah, it, it's just fifteen is rounder. Through. It's e- it's it's more even despite being odd. Yeah, but I haven't I haven't gotten a new job since then. I haven't beaten a new boss um, since the last okay. one. I went I went through a really long dungeon and I think I'm near the next boss but I don't I can't be sure really Okay Um and your other game The other game is um one I played right before our stream today played it for about an hour Okay It's a short little visual novel game called One Night Stand Um and the premise of the game is that you wake up with no memory of what happened the night before in a naked woman's bedroom. And yeah, that sounds about right. And there are periods where she leaves the bedroom with you in it alone and you can look around and try to find like things that will help jog your memory of what happened the night before so you can continue to have a conversation with her. <laughs> Oh, that's awkward. Yeah. Um, and I've only gotten one ending so far. I, I played it like three or four times, but I, and I'm finding clues to the next endings, but I haven't reached one yet. Um, there's like 12 endings yeah. to the game. <clears throat> and the only one I've gotten so far is the one where you just leave and never see her again. <laughs> it's possibly for the best, though. 
Uh, and I mean, I could have gotten a second one. I just didn't want to. Um, there is one where you leave and you say like, oh, we, we can still be friends. Like, we can just be friends. And I could have yeah. I could have done that, but I, I pushed the romance. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, when I first got married, I had this one night stand and I felt really bad about it. Oh, did um, you? So the next morning I raced out and bought another one for my wife's side of the bed too i see yeah hey so anyways hey john uh, <laughs> john yeah yeah the 40s called yeah they want their joke back <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, so that'll be great for the audio oh yeah it'll be great um so i, I guess technically i played destiny this week I I made sure that I got up to to 1325. You did your weekly challenges. I I did my a couple weekly challenges. It didn't take much. I got up there. I'm actually 16 equipment um the uh, other type of level uh artifact level. But uh you know, unfortunately the other people I was playing with uh wouldn't get to their they had 10 levels to grind so we didn't get to play any of the grandmaster nightfall until tonight so that's actually one thing i am hurrying through the podcast for so that i can go do that and fail and be miserable because it's horrible and <laughs> no fun and i look forward to doing it for the next six weeks <laughs> And that's that's the games we played. <laughs> Is that how long it's going to take to do this? No, it'll probably take three to four weeks. I see. And I imagine that we'll we'll try and just get because we only have to do one triumph to get this gilded because we have everything else done already. Okay. So um the the triumph in question is just to play it the beat the grandmaster nightfalls on each subclass so i have to do it solar and arc and void and stasis uh so that just means i have to do it four times and it, it's not any particular one i could do any of them four times or i could do each one once each in a different way but i i think we're probably going to just try and do one per week and um Maybe if we encounter one that's particularly easy, we'll just do all on that one. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that would work. That'll work. So I guess check back next week and find out how I did. <laughs> uh, we will, because it's probably the one game that will always show up on your list. Yeah. Game facts. It's the facts about games. Weekly game facts. Tell them. I get to All tell right. them again. So, the the game this week is Mario Kart, the Mario Kart franchise. Oh, should I do my NPR voice? No, you don't. You don't need to. Oh, okay. Just just go ahead. Tell these perfectly real, completely legitimate facts that our producer found for us. You keep making them sound like they're lies. 
I'm worried about our producer. Do they just does does our producer just like smash on keyboards are, until words come out? These are true facts. True facts. Okay, go ahead. Um, since its release in 1992, Super Mario Kart and its successors have sold over 154 million copies, making it the second best-selling racing franchise of all time. Beaten by not a racing game, GTA's over $300 million, or copies, but just barely beating Need for Speed and also not actually a racing game, Sonic. <laughs> what are you talking about? The whole thing about Sonic is that he is, goes fast? Is racing as fast as you can. He's got to go fast. I mean, he goes fast, but he does not race fast. You're you're racing the clock. And, and You got to go as fast as you can. GTA is just not a racing game. <laughs> Oh, I mean, have you have you played GTA Five? Yes, I have played GTA Five. It's it's a racing game. It's not. You got to do all those races, <laughs> stunt racing, and yeah, it's, it's racing. I mean, I was handing the controller off to my my um, family pretty pretty regularly, but I don't remember actually seeing a single race even. Oh. Weird. Oh, actually, that's mostly what I do in GTA Five. There was a, is is the races. There was a like race down a mountain with a bike i remember that you like okay you jumped out of a helicopter onto a mountain and then you got on a bike and you rode down the mountain on a bike oh you know what is were you playing the story mode because yeah no nobody plays the story mode i'm talking about like gta online oh yeah we were playing the story mode yeah no nobody does that (laughs) but yeah Super Mario Kart, Mario Kart actually just barely beats out Need for Speed. Uh, Mario Kart is 154 million copies, 154 plus million copies. Uh, Need for Speed is right at 150 million. Wow. So just just barely there. But also, I can't remember the last time I heard of a Need for Speed game, which is kind of impressive uh, that it's it's doing so well. There was one on PS4. I, oh, I never okay. picked it up, mostly because um, I like I like couch co-op with racing games. Yeah, and they've kind of left Same. that behind. The last Need for Speed game that I played and also cared at all about was Hot Pursuit. Oh, Hot Pursuit Two was my that's my Need for that Speed. That was that was yeah, <laughs> that was exactly. And yeah. ever since it's it's been nothing. Right. You need nothing after Hot Pursuit 2, and I think one of the underground games. I can't remember which one of them, though. Um, Wasn't the biggest fan of the underground. Since the very first release, all eight main franchise games have uniquely had both a race mode and a battle mode. The best of which being Mario Kart 64. Correct. I've actually never bothered with the battle mode. Oh, see... Battle mode is is really really fun in uh Mario Kart 64 and it's pretty fun in Super Mario Kart and it's not fun since <laughs> like I, I remember t- <laughs> I remember toying around with it a little bit with Cadence uh, in um 8 Deluxe and okay. I was uh like probably half of them were not impressive. A quarter of them were like, "Oh, this is fun," and a quarter of them were, "Uh, why?" Yeah, the 
the there's a bunch of different modes now they they tried to to branch out into things that they shouldn't have uh the true battle mode is just balloons where you just have your three balloons and your enemy has their three balloons and you shoot them until they lose all their balloons yeah that's it's that's that's the true battle mode and mario kart 64 does that best okay originally the game was designed as a generic kart racer until they wondered how it would look with Mario in the front seat. And the rest, as they say, is herstory. That's right. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's really weird. There there wasn't going to be... It wasn't going to be Mario Kart. It was just going to be a, a kart racer. There's, there's just some generic overalls person and driving the car. And then they were like, hey, I wonder what Mario would look like in there. And then they didn't go back (laughs) and now everything is mario this was only the third non-platforming game to feature mario paving the way for all the other mario like mario golf mario party mario hoops mario teaches typing mario goes to vietnam mario (laughs) mario meets jason okay Okay. no no (laughs) stick stick to the facts stick to the facts (laughs) preceded by mike tyson's punch out and dr mario yes mike tyson's punch out being the very first game to include mario that was outside of a platforming mario game yep um Lakitu owns all the tracks, which is why he takes coins from you when he resets your car on the track. The capitalist pig. <laughs> I really like the fact that in uh, the Mario Kart games and in the original Mario 64, uh, that Lakitu is the camera for you. Oh, is it's, he? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, actually... Um, you can glitch it a bit in Mario 64, uh, moving around and stuff, uh, where you could actually see Lakitu, which doesn't make sense because you're seeing Lakitu's camera perspective <laughs> is is the canonical thing. Is is that's why you're over the shoulder? I is see. Is because Lakitu is is flying around behind you with a camera, and that's what you're seeing through. Wow. Um, according to the Super Mario Kart manual. Screen peeking is okay. I knew I was justified with my absolute control of the map in GoldenEye and Halo 2. Uh-huh. It's it's allowed. It's allowed. It's part of the manual. It says it's it's a part of the game. You should do it. Well, see, I feel like there's a difference between a kart racer and GoldenEye, though. No, no, see, they, they knew what they were doing. <laughs> Mario Kart basically invented um, split screen, so I mean it know, did. It's, but... They 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 knew what what they were setting up. <laughs> screen peeking was okay from the very beginning, so that's that's the way it is. Um, Super Mario Kart is also the last real game to include Donkey Kong Jr. He was included in a couple of Mario Tennises, but this was his last real game. <laughs> yeah. Not a it's, fan it's, of Mario actually, Tennis producer. Uh, I don't. I mean, 
he doesn't have a mic, so he can't really uh, Damn. say anything about this. But I'll, I'll pass it on. Uh, tennis is fake. It's a fake game. That's not. It's not real. The sport uh, of tennis. Yeah, that's. I don't know. Come at me, tennis people. I, I will actually come after you because you're <laughs> you're invalidating Serena Williams right now. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no, no, no. She, she's fine. She's fine. <laughs> but tennis isn't real. <laughs> but that's what she's known for. No, no, no. She's she is a professional player who does a really good job. Professional what not player? Invalidated it. She plays the game. What game? Really well. But tennis isn't real. What game does she play, John? <laughs> um. So, uh, racquetball is is the real game. <laughs> that's much better. I don't know. Have you have you played racquetball? No, I have not, and I probably to never quote will. To a comedian, to quote a comedian, uh, racquetball is the only game where you can be simultaneously watching the ball and be hit in the back of the head at ninety million miles per hour <laughs> by the same ball. I see. I don't see, but I see. Um. Yeah. Uh. This. The Donkey Kong Jr. fact, it's its actually interesting. A lot of people don't think or didn't think that the game included Donkey Kong Jr. They thought it was actually Donkey Kong. But um, Super Mario Kart actually does have Donkey Kong Jr. in it and not Donkey Kong. Oh, really? That was subsequently changed with every single game since. Wow. I wonder why they picked him and not Donkey Kong. He was more relevant at the time. They had done more donkey kong jr games at that point uh it wasn't until after mario super mario kart that the donkey kong country games came out which technically include donkey kong jr as the main character but that got uh rewritten right like they they then changed him into donkey kong yeah, they, they went back and were like, mm, that wasn't actually Donkey Kong Jr. We were wrong. Yeah, and, and, and the original Donkey Kong is actually still in those games, too. He's just Cranky Kong. Yeah, but then they changed Cranky Kong to be his his own self, and <laughs> Donkey Kong Jr. got rewritten out of the universe, and yeah, uh, that's that. So... You can't play Donkey Kong anymore because that never happened. <laughs> that's that's what I'm gathering from that. So Wombat, what is this week's trope or mechanic or what are we talking about? Um. Well, I kind of I kind of came up with this last second. So, okay. So, I I thought it would be interesting to ask you what you feel about adding dating sim elements to like strategy games, RPG games, like your favorite series Fire Emblem. Mm, yes, Fire Emblem Fates best game. No, but Fire Emblem Awakening best game. <laughs> But, you know, uh, it, dating sim stuff has kind of been there for a while. It, it, it's gotten yeah. it's gotten more fleshed out in recent years, but... 
Before before we delve into the addition of dating sims in other games, how do you feel about dating sims just on their own? Um, I mean, it's kind of complicated because it can be they can be well done and well thought out and and respectful, but they can also be kind of gross and a lot of them are gross. Yeah, like I'll I'll agree with that. They they can be really misogynistic and and just gross, like yeah. I mean, for for the most part, yeah, these aren't for <laughs> these aren't in general made for women. They're made specifically for men. Right. Recent and, and recently they've they've become more targeted towards women, but yeah, they've they've had some some more targeted towards women options. They've also uh, just gotten, I guess, weird. Yeah, uh, like the that that Hato full boyfriend, which is the okay. The well, that one's pigeon. just funny. <laughs> and I don't know who that would be for. Um, alternatively, the boyfriend maker by. Um, Oh no, that's not the one. What's the one made by the Game Grumps? Oh, that's um the sexy daddy one. Uh yeah. Daddy something. Please don't say daddy <laughs> anymore. I I know it includes the word daddy, which is why I keep saying it. Um man, why can I not find this? I don't want to look it up right now because you'll hear my my keyboard clacking. That's why I'm doing it on my uh, phone. Dream Daddy, Dream a dad Daddy dating simulator. Yeah. Um, which you know, that's a thing. It's great. I've never played it. Um, I respect the hell out of it. It's great. <sighs> but yeah, like. But yeah, I. There's there's some things like a lot of games include dating, but the. I don't know. I'm I'm not a fan of dating sims in general. First of all, because it's not an accurate simulation of dating. No. It's not even close. Um I, I like attaching the, the dating sim moniker to a game like Honey Pop. Which I like yeah. I, I like Honey Pop, but it's not an accurate simulation of dating a, a person. It's no. you throw things at a person and answer some questions and then you solve a puzzle game and then you see their boobs. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not what dating is. No, it's not. <laughs> it's 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 not at all what dating is. Um, but like I can understand. <sighs> <clears throat> Ugh. get that out of my system um i can understand visual novels being a like because a lot of dating sims are just visual novels yeah and and visual novels in general need to have some sort of point for you to be playing them and a lot of times a really good one is 
you know, since you need choices, hey, let's try dating these people. That'll be fine. And they can be written pretty well, and they can deal with some topics that, um, you know, uh, might be difficult to do in other things, like, you know, dating people that are disabled, you know? People are disabled and, you know, moving past that. I don't know that Katawa Shoujo is a great example of that. <laughs> um, especially considering it's just cripple girls is the... Yikes! The literal <laughs> translation. Yikes! <laughs> but... No, that uh, sounds... We're gonna, we're gonna put that one firmly on the side of uh, gross. That one's on, yeah, on like, gross. like most of these. <laughs> most of them are. Almost a lot... Honey Pop's also a little oh, yeah. gross. Oh yeah, Honey Pop is a little bit gross, but it it has fun with it. It knows that it's gross and it's stupid, and it it has fun with yeah. that. Um, but I I think like it's a good good way of dealing with different subjects. Visual novels are, and I think um dating sims work well with visual novels because you can actually get it closer i guess to being actually like a dating sim i mean there's no actual back and forth you're clicking which of two options pre-programmed in are what's gonna do it um but i would i'm not a huge fan of of visual novels or <laughs> yes I'm not a huge fan of dating sims either. Uh, I'll say that I, I like visual novels as a concept, but most of the time I end up enjoying an adaptation of them more. So, like, my favorite anime ever is Steins Gate, which is just a visual novel adaptation. <laughs> but it's so good. Okay. And one day I'll play I'll play Steins Gate the visual novel. One day. I really hate the fact that now that I've googled dating sim games, uh, one of the top things that pops up for me is like, here try some of these Google Play apps like Obey Me Anime Otome Dating Sim. Yeah, I, I hope and... you know that since you've googled dating sims, you're on an FBI list. Passion Puzzle Dating Simulator. No, that's 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 gross. The image is also <laughs> gross. Don't don't put a dating sim on your phone. That's that's cancer. Right. Don't <laughs> They make drugs for that. Um <laughs> But yes, uh so we we know where we stand now about dating sims in general. Now, about their addition into other games. This is where it gets a little bit weird for me, because I don't like dating sims. I like dating sim elements in other games significantly better. Right. Because it stops being all about just you being a horny person and trying to get in someone's pants. And goes into more of a, you are doing a thing, and you are working with teammates with whom you are building a relationship with. Right. It, it's not Which the focus, it's the way more realistic. Yeah. <laughs> it's something happening on the side and it, it's not taking up all of your time and attention. Yeah. 
I mean, having uh, it's hard to just build a relationship with anyone, um, and that becomes a whole lot easier when you are doing something with them. If you have something in common, if you are frequently interacting with them, which is why workplace romances are really common and why um, people tend to uh, start dating because they are friends with other people or Mm -hmm. because they're in the same church together or you know because because they've got that thing in common and they see each other frequently and they interact with each other on a regular basis and um and so it just it just makes sense that you know hey like combat relationships happen a lot too yeah um and and hey most of these games are combat games there where you're at the same time going oh cool you know the person is interacting with me and we're having a support conversation because it's fire emblem um and it it's it's i i like those because it seems like it's just um it, it makes sense and it's building character with with both of them that's that's another important thing is that a lot of these dating sims aren't just or these dating elements aren't just like hey show me your boobs you know i here let me give you this iron sword oh you like it now you'll give show me your boobs it's like (laughs) here uh let me you know give you this thing and we'll work together for a bit and then oh hey um here's some backstory about both of us to flesh out both of our characters Right, like, um, in Persona 5, there's a lot of dating, I mean, really since Persona 3, but heavy in Persona 5. Persona's always been a very dating-centric game. Yeah, like, um, but it's it's definitely picked up since 3 and especially into 5. Yeah. Uh, like, when you're doing the dating sim elements, you're also progressing that person's like personal story arc like yeah they they have their role within the greater story but most of their actual character development happens in the the dating sim-esque section um Mm -hmm. and also it gives you like a tangible benefit to do to do that like you'll get new skills for them or they'll help you out in battle somehow or they'll power up um certain personas and stuff yeah so yeah and and that's that happens a lot as well with like fire emblem as well in that you know once you have these support conversations then when those two characters are together or near enough they both fight better yeah um so you know usually there's some actual combat bonus or or story bonus or whatever and in fact um one could say that stardew valley has uh dating sim elements oh it definitely does you 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 chat with people you give them things and you know i mean you marry people also yeah that also has some more tasteful things like hey once you get to certain points in your relationship 
because you've been courting these people. Um, you you find out that hey, Abigail's parents are dead, and and she comes out here to, or her dad, or I don't know. Abigail's parents are someone dead. in her family. Why does she go out to the graves? Pretty sure. I don't know. I've never I've never gone down Abigail's path. If I'm being honest. Okay, I I know her dad is is not uh, the store owner, and it's actually the um the wizard wizard. It's implied. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, you, you find out more information about how, like, she's really sad with where she's at and she wants to, you know, be more adventurous and stuff. And and that's cool. You get that information and stuff. But then once you marry them, you also get benefits. Like, it's not just a, you know, <laughs> fortunately, it's not at all that you just get to see their boobs now. Or like... I mean, in Stardew Valley, you, know, you don't get, get to see little... anybody's boobs. Exactly. That it's it's more tasteful than that um uh but like occasionally when you wake up they watered all the plants for you or they fed the animals for you yeah. or you know they 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 do things for you which They'll usually give you a cooked meal. ends up yeah which that one's the only really good one because all the rest of the time you already have sprinklers for everything so <laughs> <laughs> i mean not um, if you're on a beach farm that's that's true stupid farm um but yeah i i like um dating elements dating some elements in other games i do not like a, some when it gets weird right like in fire emblem fates the japanese version where you uh... can use your mic to blow on your uh you you blow on your mic to signify a kiss and you can kiss i hate everyone. it you can kiss everyone i hate it and i and mean it doesn't do anything anyone it, oh it, hold on i'm gonna be i'm gonna be intensely fair right now you can kiss anyone of the opposite gender except for one <laughs> character who is the designated gay love interest yes um but Ugh. also uh you <laughs> and i mean you can still in the english version you can still do creepy shit like you can pet them or something yeah you you can and it's it's gross uh the the more important bit of this is that it has no effect on the game yeah doing this does not increase your your character's um Stats. damage output or stats or it it does not increase their storyline at all they don't tell you any additional information because of this it's just weird um, shit you can it, do it is purely there to kind of be gross yeah i hate fates um, but oh man how did the series not end with fates <laughs> They're so lucky uh, that Three Houses was so popular because I feel like if they'd released something worse after Fates, it just would have, the series would have bombed. I mean, Three Houses isn't the next game to come after Fates. No, but Shadows of Valentia was a remake of of one they'd already done. Like people were gonna pick that yeah, up regardless. It was, fans it was of a the good series. remake though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, but it was for fans of the series. It wasn't to get more people in. Yeah. 
Well, do you, do you have any other uh, examples of creepy dating mechanics? Um, it, or dating sim gone wrong or bad additions of a game dating sim to a game. I remember when the 3DS version of Dragon Quest VIII came out. They added. I'm sorry. They they added the ability to instead instead of the love interest being um, the princess who was transformed into a horse. The you can now also date Jessica, who is the only female party member. Um, and that was weird uh. to me. I was like, "There's already only one playable girl in the game, and now." Now you're making her into like, oh, you can date her if you want to. It was kind of gross. Yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't a fan of that. Um, I'm I'm not. I I guess to add on to that, I'm. Don't make dating sim elements if there's not a choice. Yeah, like that's something that even visual novels do well. Is that y- you have lots of choices. Unfortunately, that gets creepy because then you go like all harem mode on that, and and harems are also gross, right? And unrealistic. No, I mean, and you know what? If 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 that's your thing, and that's what gets you off, then you do you by yourself, right? But <laughs> but that's just it's not that's not what people do no not at all and i'm trying to think of other examples of it but really it just comes down to like more strategy games like there's a game for uh 3ds um called stella glow it's published by atlas i don't remember if it was developed by atlas but it also has some dating sim elements in it but it's it's really just like kind of the same as um, Fire Emblem or Persona, where you're building a relationship with these people, and with the girls, yeah. the girls you have the option of like entering a relationship with them at the end. Yeah. And maybe not even that, because I think he has a canonical love interest, the main character. <laughs> I've never, well, I've never beaten I mean... the game, so I don't know. To be fair, Fire Emblem has canonical love interests too. For example, yes. in Fire Emblem Seven, Ellie would canonically um, falls in love with Ninian, and they make Roy as their baby. Yeah, um, you can still end the game with whomever you want, and it'll say that they, you know, Ellie would married. I don't think Lynn is an option, but no, Lynn is know. an option for Ellie would. For op- okay, Ellie Wood married Lynn, and they, you know, had many babies, and one of them was Roy. But like canonically, the correct answer is is Ninian. Ninian. Yeah, and and they've they've stated that, but you can still end it with however you want. Right. You can make your own canon, but the true storyline is the other. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Okay. So, I mean, basically to sum it all up, uh, dating sims are kind of gross, but dating is natural, and when it's tactfully put into games, it is an all-around good thing. Yeah, you can integrate it really well into other kinds of games. But if it's the only thing... Like, get a hobby, man. Yeah. (laughs) There's there's videos for that online. It's the internet. Right. Look them up. (laughs) Why are you so focused? Why is every dating sim protagonist so focused uh, on dating a girl? Like, play a video game. Read a book. Draw a picture. Yeah, join join me with Acrylic April or whatever. Just find something else to do. Go learn improv. Improv's fun. It'll make you more interesting and then more people will like you anyway. So, if you really need an <laughs> ulterior motive. Yep. Alright. I think that's it. Well, uh, I think it is. Uh... Make sure you uh, give it as many stars as you can on if, wherever. If let you, yeah, on whatever platform gives us stars that we put it on. Yeah, um, write a review or something. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, um, follow us, subscribe to us, whatever it is. Yeah, follow yeah. us on Spotify. Um, yeah, if you uh, you hit that follow button on Amazon, it'll it'll show up each week when it comes out on. Tuesdays? Yes, yeah, I can commit to Tuesdays, and if it comes out earlier, Tuesdays. that's a bonus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every Tuesday at... Mm, the, mm, there is the no time. <laughs> some mm, clock. At, at some point on Tuesday. John, where can people find you? Uh, same place as last time. Uh, anywhere, uh, Case and more. And you can find me at John the Dio Dev, a handful of places, and DuelingOcarinas.com. What about you? Um, you can find me on Twitch at Wombat Millennial, spelled correctly still. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Video Game Wombat. Uh, that's it for now. I'll probably okay. do more later, but... Hey everyone, uh, share this with someone you want to date. Yeah, you got a crush on someone? Share this with them. Yeah, but not in a creepy way. Don't not in a creepy way though. Don't throw items at them until they they <laughs> subserve to your will. <laughs> yeah, just just um like shoot them a text or an email, being like, "Hey, I thought you know I was thinking about you. Maybe you'd like this podcast." And uh, see what happens from there. Yeah. That's better than doing creepy shit. (laughs) Most things are. Most things are. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Goodbye.